Welcome back to the BTS Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea. Joining me as always is Morgan. Hey, what's up? So I'll start with the news story, which is we just heard that the Soul concerts for Map of the Soul 7 have now been canceled due to coronavirus. So this is the first time I've thought, wow, it's really getting serious over there. I mean, uh, I know, Yeah, it's been serious. I mean, I know it's serious, but this is like things are being canceled and... and I mean, yeah, Japan canceled classes and things like that. Yeah, it's getting pretty serious over there. It's not even because of a, they don't want to, maybe they don't, but they don't want people to be in a concert. I assume that was many. because of the no, large I gathering. Mean, on my on my Weply, it, the official statement is that some like foreign contractors and people who would have to travel there, they couldn't be sure that they would be cleared to travel, which makes sense. They have a lot of international people working on this concert. And there might be tr- travel bans, so they might not be able to go to Korea, which, which, which is like the, has the second most instances of it, right? So if there's a travel ban, it makes sense that there would be one for there. Right. Uh, that's probably, I think they're telling the truth. That's probably what is going into this decision. In, uh, in their statement, it says, BTS Map of the Soul Tour Soul, originally scheduled for April 11th and 12th and 18th and 19th, at Olympic Stadium has been canceled. Due to the worldwide spread of the coronavirus, it is currently unpredictable how far the virus will have spread by April. Furthermore, securing concert staff, equipment, and even mobility is uncertain. So you're saying it's it's more about the staff that they would have needed for the show. It's more about international staff getting clearance to travel to Korea. Yeah. If it's just about traveling, and if it's just about all the things that they stated, then why wouldn't the American dates be in jeopardy? It involves traveling. It involves all these things, right? Mm-hmm. But Korea has a higher instance of these things, and they have international staff. There may be travel bans on that staff going to Korea. That's why the Korean dates had to be canceled. That's not to say that it's impossible that the American dates can be canceled, but it seems less likely. Well, just the fact that any dates are canceled, that makes me concerned for all the rest of them. You'll get a refund, right? So, Do you think they're going to reschedule the... Korea dates for later on. No, that's hard to say because nobody knows when this coronavirus thing will be over. I don't. That's really hard to say. I'm gonna guess they'll try, but you just never know with this type of thing. Because it's hard to tell just how much is people are actually sick versus how much is just being exaggerated by the media. I think that the number of people who are sick is is exaggerated, but the thing is, countries are taking they don't want to get worse. So you, you, you can't predict what travel bans will, will come into effect, you know? That's really what they can't predict. And right. the travel bans are based on not necessarily um, how many people are sick, but just how, how concerned, like how much people want to contain it. I mean, the best way to prevent the spread is quarantine. And yes. it's not so going to help gonna... if a bunch of people from other countries are flying in. Right. And... So they're going to try to prevent that. Yeah. And um, I think they see that that's coming down the pipeline, so... They just got to cancel it. It probably will be canceled anyway. Better to do it now than, you know, last minute. So I don't think that it, it's uh, an indicator that, wow, this is uh, a lot more serious than everybody's letting on. But it could be, but this is not evidence that it is. I think this is just pragmatic, playing it safe. Yeah. It they just can ha- see the writing on the wall. It just happens to be more serious in there. Yeah. It's just area. like specific to Korea, right? They haven't canceled any other dates before or after it, right? 
Was Korea the last date on the tour? No, it was the first dates. Okay. So they haven't canceled later dates, you know? Mm-hmm. But the later dates are in America, right? And one would presume that a lot of the staff they're talking about, when they say quote-unquote international staff, I bet you they're talking about American staff, right? Right. And also, it's unlikely that countries would have a travel ban on America. So let's say you're a European national and you had to travel for the BTS concert. Mm-hmm. You could travel to America. Yeah. I, it seems unlikely that there will be a travel ban. Like there's cases in America, but they're all right. spread out. And it's just like one right. here and there. But it's much more likely that there's a travel ban on China, which many countries already have. And number two on that list is South Korea. They have the second most instances. So any, any foreign national trying to travel to South Korea, it's very, very iffy. And they're just acknowledging that. See, they didn't cancel any American dates. Yeah. So I think it's more an acknowledgement of the travel bans that are coming down than anything else. It sucks. I'm sorry to you people who wanted to see it in Korea. Yeah, I feel really bad for yeah, all of those but, people that know, bought tickets. Like, what can you do, though? This is just really bad timing for them. Yeah. And um, I did have an idea, though. What if you're... Because I'm sure this is having an effect on their economy. Like, this is not good for South Korea to have... Yeah. You know, a lot of people can't work. They have to stay home. They yeah. can't go anywhere. They can't spend money. They, they're not going to BTS concerts. There's all these other things that are, like, preventing money from mm-hmm. being spent. And their economy could crash. They could have, like, a, a big effect on it. Could. So, like, let's say towards the end of this where uh, coronavirus is getting, is slowing down. It's, like, not having an effect anymore. Towards the end of that, what if some lawmaker was like, here's an idea for a bill. Let's put a freeze on people going to enlistment because we need certain people to keep making money to bring back all the money to South oh, Korea. So somehow <laughs> we'll benefit BTS, the coronavirus happened. Would that be inappropriate? I'm just saying this is towards the end no. when it's kind of like being resolved. You're just but, thinking you know, about what could happen. Somebody has to think about that because like the economy of South Korea is very important. Well, all countries think their own economy is important. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you, you got to take active steps to right. do something about it. And I'm sure coronavirus has been pretty terrible yeah. for like all of yeah. Asia. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. Look at the bright side, I guess. Is what you're saying but what if so yeah what if they said let's not enlist <laughs> anyone in k-pop right now like they can't just say oh just bts they have yeah, to right. be fair just yeah. have to say let's just not do it right now for yeah. however long and then just like forget well, about <laughs> you know i mean i agree that uh yeah just in general i agree that should be the case but will they uh well i don't know that's a good excuse right that's a good reason to go into it because you kind of need them it's better than just oh I want them to have an exemption. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it has a purpose. So that would be something oh, that people yeah, yeah, can yeah, accept. Because yeah. it's like sure. we need the economy to recover. So we need them to keep bringing money in, you know, right. get travel. You know, like a lot of it was tourism. So it's like we need to get people coming back right. to South Korea again and buying merch and going to concerts and getting back to normal. So I just feel like if someone is uh, in the government, they'd. They should try to think about how to do that. Or somebody, a big hit, should be lobbying using this this rationale. They should. I, I hope. Yeah. There's there's smart people there. I'm sure right. this has crossed somebody's mind. Hey, I don't I don't find it morbid or ghoulish at all to be trying to get a, a favorable legislation on the backs of 
potentially people dying. It's okay. It's happened many times throughout history. And in this case, that's for a good cause. I mean, people want this. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's better for Korea. It really is. They just need an excuse to enact the the beneficial legislation. Yeah. They just need a reason. And then everyone can say, yes, this is for the good of South Korea. Yeah, because right now it's hard hard for them to make an exception because they don't want to make special exemptions and things like that. It doesn't feel fair, right? It probably offends their sense of fairness, which is fine, which is good, which is laudable that they as a society have, you know, maybe some sense of fairness that says, well, why should BTS get an exemption? Okay, fine. But this would maybe give them an excuse to say, well, it's a special situation. We need a, a kickstart to the economy or something like that. Yeah. Gives them an excuse to, to do something that is the right move, the right self-interested move to, hey, boost their economy uh, at a time when it needs it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's presumably after a, a long, presumably uh, coronavirus will create, you know, sort of doldrums. Like a downturn. Yeah. If it gets bad, it could. It could very well do that. We already know people are not traveling due to coronavirus. Although, you know what? I'm willing to take my chances. It's a great time to go to Italy, you know? Probably the prices are really cheap because they have coronavirus there. Oh, There's a lot right. of it. In Italy? Yes, strangely. How did that happen? And probably there would be no, I don't know, <laughs> some Chinese person flew over there and then boom, spread like wildfire. Spread their germs. Yeah, so great time to go. Great time to... Take advantage of uh, everybody else's fear. Well, you already had it, so you're going to be okay. True, I already had it. <laughs> you're immune. I'm immune. Well, they they are not sure of that. They said that you might be able to catch it twice. Oh, okay. So even though I've had it once, I'm pretty sure I had it once, I still could catch it again. It's okay. I'll wash my hands. I'll be careful. You know? You can get those masks that they wear. I'll also, But I'll, I'll take the, 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 the cut rate prices in Italy. It's not the price. The money is not an issue. So actually, no, I don't want to go there now. There's coronavirus there. I don't, <laughs> don't want to go there now. <laughs> you know? I'll get a better deal, but if I die, oh, no. You just reminded me that I could catch it again. It's possible. They said that you could catch it maybe twice. We'll go somewhere else. We'll wait after coronavirus is over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> On February 27, we saw the official video for On that came out, and it I actually saw it when I was waking up in the morning, and I got a notification. So I actually saw this as it was premiering, amazingly. Mm-hmm. I never see something live. So it was a very cinematic video. It looked like it cost a lot of money. It yeah, had I CG, it. and it had like a lot of wide shots filmed on location somewhere. They use drones. Yeah, it looked like a good video. The thing is, like, I I thought the first video was just a video, but apparently there's two videos. I guess that's why they called it a kinetic manifesto film instead of a but video. But it really just felt like a video to me, right? And it was excellent. I think everyone loved it. I mm, I kind of felt like they, they shouldn't have made two videos of the same song. Because they have so many songs on the album. Couldn't they spend this, mo- couldn't they spend this money on a video for another song? Right, because this this one song has a great video already. The dance video is great. I I, I don't think anybody would complain and s- if, if that was the only video and say, "Wow, you guys didn't that one sucked or was you know you cheaped out." No, it was awesome. Everyone mm-hmm. loved it. Mm-hmm. So maybe spread it out a little bit more. 
because they have plenty of songs. They could have made a video for something else. Or maybe they just have tons of videos in the pipeline and they're making a video for like every song. <laughs> maybe that's what's going on. I don't maybe. know. I think this is one of those times where they had just a lot of good ideas and oh the on is a title song it's like why don't we just do both and have one that has really okay, awesome okay. dancing and then another one that has right. all of our like cinematic ideas right. that we want to show honestly and i prefer i prefer the dance one uh, i didn't love the cinematic one because it's a it's a very it is a very energetic song it lends itself to a dance video Mm-hmm. It. I don't think it lends itself to a cinematic video that's full of symbolism, which I think most people, by the way, got wrong. All the articles I'm reading are like, oh, it's like the Maze Runner or something. Are BTS really watching the Maze Runner? That was such a crappy film franchise. <laughs> if they were watching the Maze Runner, A, if they were A, watching Maze Runner, and B, th- thought highly, highly enough of it, to draw inspiration and include a reference to it in a video, I would really lose respect for them. Like, really? The Maze Runner? You're going to include a reference of that in your video? Right. I didn't, it's a sh- it's a I shitty didn't see film. that. It's a really crappy film, guys. I've seen part... I've tried to watch it because it had the guy from Game of Thrones in it. I couldn't. I couldn't. It was so bad. I just couldn't. And as far as I understand it, it was so bad that it was supposed to be a trilogy or something, right? And they just stopped. On the second film, they didn't. Did they even complete it? I think they just stopped, right? They stopped or something because it was just so bad and nobody liked it. It was a st- stupid, bad, unfortunate film franchise. Ugh. It was. It was. It was. It, it, I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but basically, it's just like the Hunger Games. And then another studio says, "We want our Hunger Games. Can you get an actress that sort of looks like Jennifer Lawrence, but not? And can you get a young adult?" fiction that's like it but you know different let's just like pump out a film real quick it'll be successful and they did that and you know what it wasn't because it was crappy i'm not even saying hunger games was good but this was even worse it's like they're both the same it's like oh let's force kids to do all these things in order to get by in life right let's torture kids so fucking bad oh my god it's just and it's like you know what bts doesn't draw inspiration from just like second-rate movies this yeah. is that's not something they're looking at they're looking at bigger things yeah. like their at whole the, album is named after like philosophy right do you really think that people who yeah who who name a whole album after union concepts would draw inspiration from the maze runner not even the hunger games it was a hunger games uh i would still uh shake my head but at least you could say well that is the the seminal, prominent thing of its kind in this generation, right? So, okay, sure. But the Maze Runner is just a pale imitation of that thing. So, no, I don't, I don't think that that's the inspiration at all. And then another, another article said, well, somebody had a blindfold on, so it was, cl- it was drawing inspiration from the bird box? What the hell? That was just like a, a, that was just like a Netflix one-off movie. A Netflix movie. Why would why would they draw inspiration from also hey this goes back to other rants that I've had a blindfold oh god there's been many blindfolds outside of the bird box yeah they didn't start blindfolds they the not the only bird ones box? yeah bird yeah. box they didn't start blindfolds uh they didn't end blindfolds they were one very small slice of the long history of people being blindfolded there's okay? been blindfolds throughout movie history right. 
If someone's blindfolded, it's not a reference to that movie, guys. What are you talking about? That is dumb. I'm sorry, that is dumb. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that is really, really dumb. I mean, I could come up with a bunch of analogies for how dumb this is, but I don't think I should even have to. You should see that blindfolds, it would be like, hey, you're wearing a shirt. Is that just like that other movie where they were wearing shirts? I was like, what the hell are you talking about? They wear shirts in every movie. What movie has people going topless, man? Except like porn movies. What are you talking about? You can't say that were. You can't say that people wearing a shirt was a reference to the shirt movie. There is no shirt movie. Every movie is the shirt movie. Now, fair enough. Not every movie is a blindfold movie, but you get my point, right? There's many, many blindfolds in history. It's not the Bird Box. What a what, how, way to go. Way to be a prisoner of like the last twelve months or something. You know, popular media. I don't think that's. I don't think that that had anything to do with it. It's obviously. A, pretty biblical like the scene where it's like a, a uh, an ark and there's animals in it yeah that's pretty clearly ark yeah okay so yeah that 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 is and also that goes way back to the source material that is the original right yeah i mean how many movies have that theme very few and all the ones that do are directly referencing noah's ark mm-hmm. so you could say that one yeah you're it's pretty safe to say that one is is biblical. It's Noah's Ark. You can't say someone wearing a blindfold is Bird Box. Dumb. But, you know, in the race to get internet content, you just put stuff out there. Yeah. I saw a really humorous BuzzFeed article, and it was like, check out all these pop culture references. And it was like, Maze Runner and Lion King and this and that and Noah's Ark. It's like, uh, Noah's Ark isn't pop culture, guys. I, I don't know. Oh you, yeah, it's not pop culture. I don't know if it's not pop culture. You know, open it's your Bible lately, but I mean, uh, uh, if, uh well, it's not just two, a Russell Crowe movie. Two thousand year old <laughs> literature is pop culture, I guess. It's like, and you know, it was just some like college intern at BuzzFeed. Even the that, even the Russell Crowe movie isn't pop culture because it wasn't successful. It's not that new. It, what was it like six years old or something like that right so there's no way that qualifies as pop culture according to t- today's definitions as that movie is forgotten okay so yeah this is this is classic literature or bible or like i don't want to say literature because that implies you know that it's fictional which you know if you believe in the bible you don't think it's fictional but it's very old it's not it's not pop culture let's just put it that way it's very established it's in in Western civilization, this is canon. This is this is the Bible. Western civilization is built upon this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry to those of you who don't like Christianity. You're not. You don't have to like it. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to any of that. But if you live in Western civilization, you probably should acknowledge that it is built upon Western civilization, which uh, in large part is Christianity. That's just reality right so this is just canon it just it it is it's embedded in the culture it's 2000 years old it's not pop culture it's it's not and it makes sense because they do like to draw upon things that are a little bit more established than pop culture right right i don't think bts are the type to just draw on something like uh like what happened in the latest ariana grande video let's reference that why would they do that <laughs> 
No, it doesn't seem like they're those type of people. So. Yeah, they're going for a bigger message here. They're, yeah, they're going for something a little bit more lasting, a little bit more permanent, you know? And, and yeah. the, the theme they're going for really fit biblical references. I think that's why they used it. And it's it's just pretty, what theme? What pretty theme is universal. It? What theme? Just overall, it's like people overcoming adversity, just in a really general sense. Right. But I think if it was Noah's Ark, it was going to be... Because it looked like at the beginning of it, it was the end of a battle. It looked like there was flags and all this stuff. And then like right. John Cook looked like he's a POW. So it seemed like it was the end of like a really long conflict. Right. And then they showed RM with animals. So it's like he's the Noah. Right. And, and But then there was another conflict, remember? When they were like, it looked like a post-apocalyptic. And some people were wearing dark colors and some people were wearing light colors. Yeah. Was that like that, the apocalypse or something? Maybe that was the one village. I don't know. It seemed kind of apocalyptic, you know? What well, what happened in Noah's Ark was like, okay, all the humans were fighting, right? And then um, didn't God contact Noah and he was like, uh, build an ark and, you know, put this on it and be ready. And then he he started this flood to like kind of start over. And I like, don't know that humans were fighting, but humans were unworthy, right? I don't know. I mean, I... I, I wasn't raised Christian. I know it was mm-hmm. like humans weren't doing a good job running yeah. things. So he was going to just start everything yeah. over. Yeah. I mean, I know that enough. Like, I know that. But were they having a conflict of some sort, though? Or were they just being Well, they're unworthy? all fighting each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then after the arc scene, they seem to be fighting each other still, right? Does it seem, was that scene afterwards? Like they were confronting each other? There was like... No, I think all of the scenes were afterwards. Oh, like all of that already happened. Oh. And then it was like RM was gathering, you know, all the survivors and they were walking to the like safe area that had the giant gates and then they were going to go in. Weren't there like bad people in the gates or something? No, I don't I didn't see any villains. So that's why I think it was everything was over. Oh, uh, okay. So that scene where they confronted people wearing dark colors, that was before. I, are you talking about like during the dance break cuz I think that was just like they're yeah. dancing in their own village. Well, yeah, because there were some people that seemed confrontational, didn't it? Like some people were wearing dark colors and some people were wearing light colors. Oh, I took it as like, this is our like ritual dance or something. Oh, I took it as conflict. Like there, there's a war. Oh, maybe it was like they were acting it out. Mm, okay. You know, like Native Americans, like this, like this represents this. Well, it's hard to say. Anyway, I... I'm not the type of person who likes to read too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not the one to interpret the videos. You can think right. whatever you think happened. Other people who have more time than I do can go ahead and break that down. But RM more. led all the survivors to the, the new place to live, which is behind the gates. I guess that was safer than wherever they were. Okay, And then um, Jin released the bird, and then the the bird flew away, and then all the grass started to grow in that area, so... I'm not sure exactly what that meant, but then after that, then you saw Jungkook join them. It's like he was the bird, or oh. he represented the bird. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure, but I'm sure there's a lot of interpretations out there. Right. I'm that. sure they wanted to mean something. That's wonderful. I still think they should have spent the money on another song, unless they're just spending money on all the songs, in which case that's good. But hopefully they didn't sacrifice videos for other songs to do this one. Because they already have a very good video for this song. I think they just really like their tour choreography that they came up with. And they're like, we really want this in a video. 
because I think right. I think the filmed the official video probably came first. There's this whole concept. For oh that. yeah, actually you know, you're right. That probably took a long time because that takes a longer time to plan and everything. So you're probably right. That probably came first, filming wise. And I think they just like really love what they came up with right. for the choreography. They're like, we we should just make that a video too. Right. And it probably didn't cost that much to make that video. Yeah, it had one set. And yeah, had one set. And it's probably the same dancers that they were going right. to use in the in the tour. Yeah, actually, maybe that didn't even cost that much extra. They're just like, hey, why not? Let's just film this. So I don't want to interpret the video way too much. Yeah. That's not what we do here. It was good. Probably had biblical tones. Yeah. I don't think it had Maze Runner tones. I will argue no, no, against no. that. Yeah, there's no Maze Runner. It's not about the Maze Runner. It's not about Bird Box. It's not about things that happened in the last 12 months, guys. Well, just think about it this way. They were probably planning this video for more than 12 months, right? Yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, Something I mean, that, like of some, that quality. Yeah, it's not like they, you know, they, they've been, these ideas have been percolating what they want to do with this for more than a year, I have to assume. Why would it just be stuff that's so recent? Like they just watched, they just watched the Maze Runner, which, by the way, I hope they didn't. I hope they're not wasting their time watching crappy movies like that, or they just yeah, watched uh, Bird- crappy American movies, right? Or too. <laughs> they just watched Bird Box and like, wow, I really need to incorporate concepts from the Bird Box. Why? No, I don't think so, guys. Why would they be dying to incorporate the Bird Box into their next video? No, no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. It was a good video, though. Yeah, as I long as as long as they didn't like sacrifice other videos because they already have a good one for this song. I think they just meant it to symbolize their journey. They're as seven people, the things they went through. It's like at the end, you know, it's a, it's a triumph. Yeah. Yeah, excellent video. Very good production values. Can't believe this was only a few days ago, but the big Jimmy Fallon show with BTS was only on Monday. February 24th. Yeah, we saw that. The funny thing about that was when I heard about they were going to do Black Swan on James Corden, I was like, wait, where's Jimmy Fallon? Didn't he try to like get in on this and <laughs> try to get them on his show for right. a comeback? And then now it all makes sense because he had this bigger thing right. in the works. It was even bigger. Yeah. And, and w- when they said, oh, it's going to be the whole show or the whole hour is for BTS, it wasn't really 100% the hour. Like, he still had a monologue and everything. and Yeah, some, but it basically was some the whole bits. show. Yeah, but it was a special show. It was right. like a like subway. subway theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was basically the whole show. I, I guess call it the, whole show. the reason for that was so you didn't have to deal with a studio audience and have it be in a studio. Right. Because since they wanted to use that, like, nice venue at the Grand Central Station, mm-hmm. and which I don't even know how they got the well, they just paid to close it down rights for that <laughs> right? they just paid to close it down just needs money and influence right. like right. somebody pulled some strings somewhere to get yeah. that but that's crazy that 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 was all for bts because you haven't you've never seen a show do that oh well, maybe you have but I, i've never seen like a late night show do a special show like that no they obviously it was a very they pulled out all the stops for them they wouldn't do that for any artist what other artists has gotten that sort of treatment? Yeah, normally they I just... I can't think of a single they artist. They just show up and do their song. Hmm. They do the song or maybe two. Basic you know. interview. It made a lot of sense for a couple reasons. Like his interview of them 
in the subway it, it's better if it's not in front of a live audience because it, it they can cut out the interpreter parts yeah right so it flows the, the it flows smoother than if it was a live interview recording it, it benefits right. them because then they can they can they can talk to each other through interpreters but you could just edit that part out so that's good a live interview it would just be bogged down by interpreters and it would just take time it'd be clunky but you didn't have that problem because it was pre-recorded so in in that way that was a lot better obviously just felt more special because they they were in a different venue they're in grand central station so and probably that that performance couldn't it's too big for that stage yeah their stage is not big enough for that performance there's so many people involved in that so in in that sense alone they couldn't have done it there that's what i'm thinking and they had other fun segments like at the deli and things like that right yeah so yeah overall it just shows how big they are because no other artist got that treatment i can't think of another artist that would get it no no the only thing that's similar to that is when i think it's jimmy kimmel but then they have it to where it's basically a concert somewhere i don't know like outside of his studio or whatever it is but it's basically a concert right but this i think this was even better because it was like in a different place right and like the whole show was for them that's right and on the the interview in the subway they asked some good questions i think it wasn't like the normal questions um jimmy fallon was asking about the the whole black bean noodle incident which i didn't know was like such a a story but i i do remember that v live where they were like oh let's make reference to this and Mm -hmm. it's like what was that and it's like it wasn't even like such a huge thing it was just basically they were training and like rm left he said, oh, I'm going to the bathroom. And he didn't actually go to the bathroom. He just went to go eat some, like, black bean noodles. Right. Which, and they didn't really explain this that well, but the reason that was a big deal is because they're all on strict diets and they can't just, you know, eat food whenever. <laughs> they're only supposed to be eating, like, chicken. and oh, you so know. like, cheating. Yeah. He was yeah. just like, oh, my God, I'm hungry. I'm just going to go get some noodles. And he was just snuck off to go get some. And, like, that was the whole point of that story was it was just, like, the betrayal of it uh but i don't know if that was explained so well but i guess if you are a bts fan you probably know right like what was the point of right. that but that was funny that that was actually talked about on a american show well how old was this uh anecdote the, this must have happened like their trainee yeah times so somebody cheated on a diet and it's like such a big story that it lasts <laughs> all the way till now yeah, he still gets, like, reminded of yeah. that. It's like, it's just like the black bean noodle thing. Right. And then... Um, hey, it's K-pop. Cheating on a diet is a big deal. This, Yeah, this is serious. They asked some other questions, like, oh, what's it like to perform in front of so many people? And then Jungkook was talking about, he still remembers the very first performance when it was only 200 or 300 people, and it was, like, such a big deal. Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. that's something you would remember. And they talked about... John Cena and like now everyone is aware that John Cena is a huge BTS fan and but I didn't I didn't know they were like wrestling fans so they said they were a fan of him too they could just be saying that (laughs) let's be be real well then they started singing his theme song which I didn't even know he had a theme song but that's like right going way back because now he's an actor so right they must have actually watched the the wrestling days okay yeah (laughs) if you know his theme song right okay well, I believe it then. Although I remember The Rock, wasn't his, his like, can you smell what The Rock is cooking or yeah, something like that? Yeah. 
I didn't watch wrestling, but it's actually, like yeah, but he was a famous. People are wrestler, aware of so. The Rock, right? Which well, you kind of forgot that he was a wrestler too, but I didn't forget. I'll never forget. <laughs> a good show, all around. Good performance. Really good to see them get the special treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, so it definitely showed their personalities on this show. Like a lot of interview shows, it's just like they're just answering questions or whatever, and it's just yeah. And then part of basic. that is the fact that they're not doing a live interview. Because mm-hmm. a live interview has the clunkiness of the translator. Yeah. You didn't have to see the translator this time. And I think another thing that was really funny was just how much, if you're on Twitter, you can see a lot of the Jimmy Fallon team and Fallon Tonight, I guess, is their Twitter versus the James Corden people. It's like everybody, they're both like tweeting like nonstop about mm-hmm. BTS basically because their shows. His show was on Monday, and then the uh, carpool karaoke was on Tuesday, and mm. so it's like everybody's like trying to outdo themselves with right. all the like memes and tweets and everything to get the BTS okay. fans. I didn't see it on Twitter, <laughs> but it's not like they won't watch both of them. So yeah, it's like oh, of course I'll watch both. Right. So I support both. There's room in this world for for everybody to yeah. be a BTS super fan. So that, yeah, that's the next topic is the James Corden Carpool Karaoke episode. Which we watched, yeah. Yes. And I actually, I never watched a Carpool Karaoke all the really? way through before. I've watched I mean, I've watched like, tons. sometimes I click on them and I like watch two minutes of it and it's like, oh, okay, I guess they're singing. Right. And then, you know, stop watching. But I've never watched one all the way through. So it, apparently, so you have the artist on there and then mm-hmm. they sing some of their songs with James Corden yeah. in the car in a humorous bit and mm-hmm. some other songs as well. Mm-hmm. I had thought it was just uh, just their songs. Well, karaoke, karaoke implies that you're singing other people's songs. That's true. It should be like 100% other people's I, songs. I would like it to be 100% <laughs> other people's songs. Because I, kn- I, I know that you're singing yours. I mean, I've seen that. Right, we've seen that before. That's not interesting to me. Maybe it's maybe it's like such a revelation when it's an American artist and it's like, oh, well, that's what you sound like live versus uh, I don't know. a studio. You could still you could still have post-production on that. You could be it could be in the contract. Yeah. You can post it. That's true. But they sing some other stuff. Right. So that was really cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they sing a lot of their own stuff, too, which I didn't excite me. It's like, well, they we've, did, we've uh, heard your own stuff. They did mic drop and on and... So I guess that means James Corden heard it ahead of time than than us. Yeah, of course he did. This is this is the perks of being a right. celebrity. Yep. And then they also sang uh, a Post Malone song, which I was not that familiar with, but it seemed like a pretty good it's song. It's a good song. Circles. And then they sang um, Finesse by Bruno Mars right. and Cardi B. And later on, I saw on Twitter that they they both acknowledged that. They were like, oh, cool, this is... Good job, guys. So that's good. Oh, that, the, yeah, so I was saying uh, Bruno Mars and Cardi B tweeted. They acknowledged. Yeah. Well, it's a big deal they when saw, BTS sings their song now. They saw the show, so that was good. Just shows how far they've gone. I know we say this often, but it just shows how far they've come. You know? Other people are glad to see them throw some attention their way. Yeah, like you've know? never seen that with K-pop group before. Right, so it's it just shows... And there were there's a lot of pretty funny moments where James Corden was joking around with them, and there was one part where 
he was talking about, oh, what's everybody's nickname? And Jin was like, Worldwide Handsome. Of course, we all know that. And then James Corden's like, oh, that was my nickname, too. (laughs) And then Jin was like, oh, so you're a joke guy. Right. He was like, obviously, you were not called that. (laughs) Yes. It's like the shade. (laughs) Right. He, uh, well, you know, I think that people are, do they tend to be more blunt in Korea? I don't know. It's obviously just a joke and a joke. It's no big deal. (laughs) Just two people joking. It's no big deal. And I don't know, you've seen more carpool karaoke, but do they normally like go somewhere and stop the car? No. Do stuff? (laughs) They usually just do the car. Yeah, I thought the whole thing was supposed to take place in the car. But at the end of this one, they went to uh, some kind of class. Uh, Yeah, some dance class. And uh, did some dancing. Yep. Like a Zumba class, but more expensive than that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wonder why they didn't do just the whole thing as in the car. You know, I just, I just probably just wanted to add a little bit extra to it as BTS. Yeah, maybe. They want to extend the segment. Maybe because there were seven of them, they were like, well, yeah. you know, the ones in the back, maybe this, it's not as. You just want a longer segment. You just want it to be a little bit extra. Yeah. No, that's all there is to it. And it did add something to it, so. Yeah, I think that was pretty funny. On the February 24th show for Howard Stern on Sirius Radio. He was talking about the growing concern over coronavirus, which is something we're all talking about and we talked about earlier today. So he was talking about that on his show. And then the topic turned to BTS somehow because BTS had visited the serious New York headquarters on February 21st and the staff member named Sal Governale was talking about Basically, he was like, they're from Korea, they have coronavirus, and he was being pretty negative about it, and uh-huh. a lot of people think racist, right? because he was being very paranoid about coronavirus, and so it's basically that one staffer that was making those comments, and then Howard Stern was saying, you know, they're from Korea, they're not from China, which is where it all started, so maybe you're being too paranoid about it but and it's like the other thing is you're in new york there's people traveling from all over the world Mm -hmm. so i don't know why you're like extra paranoid about bts being korean and carrying coronavirus it could be anybody who was in an airport right well in some ways it is a it is a fact that people from certain countries are more statistically more likely to have the coronavirus those countries being China and South Korea. That is true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more likely that you have it if you're from one of these countries than if you're from Sweden, correct? Just going by the numbers. Now, the thing is, though, like they, like they mentioned on the show and other people have pointed out, the kind of people who go through that place have done so much traveling that it sort of seems like a non-issue. Uh, everybody is pretty likely to have been encountered many, many types of people you know it's just it's just it's just a zone where you're at risk and you're not more at risk because somebody is south korean you're not more at risk because someone's from china yeah. but like new york city is basically like an yeah. airport it's like every country right. has people going there and leaving there and passing through yeah. but i'm not gonna 
necessarily jump on the whole, oh, wow, that's so racist bandwagon just yet. Uh, it's borderline, but hey, statistically speaking, South Korea and China, that's, that's the highest concentration of coronavirus at the moment. That is true. But then again, I mean, hasn't BTS been traveling outside of the country for like most of the last six months? Yeah, they themselves have. They right, they been... themselves have not been in Korea that much. So you know the specifics of the the case. No, the person's obviously wrong. But if you're talking about the typical South Korean or the typical Chinese citizen, yes, you're more likely to have it, especially if you've been in the country recently. That's just the that's just the truth, right? And I don't think that you should shouldn't be like paranoid about it or anything like that, but. I do think the staffer was being over the top, possibly for humor reasons, though. Yeah, it might have been just like, oh, it sounds like something you'd say. I'm going to say something outrageous because coronavirus is a thing right now. It does sound (laughs) like that. Right. It sounds like something I would joke about. If I knew somebody who just came from China, I'd probably joke about it. Like, this is a good joke to make right now. Hey, I'm just saying that's it is what it is it's just like anyone who's like ukrainian or russian it's like you talk about them having influence on our elections or something it's like it's the same uh, thing. It's, I don't know. maybe yeah yeah right it's just like a joke yeah. it's just a joke uh, i wouldn't read too much into it i mean i'm perpetually hard to offend or i'm not so hard to off- i don't know it's it's very borderline it's obviously a baseless assumption but not that baseless. I mean, it does have... Oh, well, gosh. I don't think this was like, oh, I'm going to intentionally rile up these fans. It wasn't like the H3 situation. I think this was just like, I mm. ha- somewhat have a concern about coronavirus that I'll just exaggerate it for I don't humor. even think... Did he have a concern? If he really had a concern, then that's... that's that is stupid. Well, so, suppose, but I don't think people, it's racist. I just think it's stupid. These people are like germaphobes, so that yeah. might have been. I don't think it's racist. I think just think it's stupid and unfounded. Just like this, it's not a concern. These people come from this country, so what? You know how many people come from that country, and these people have been traveling like constantly, right? And they haven't been in South Korea. They haven't been in Wuhan, right? So just calm down. Uh, was he just making a joke or was he actually concerned? I didn't even listen to the segment. No, I, I just read an article about okay, it. Okay, well, so. there we go. <laughs> I didn't hear the tone of the... If it was a joke, I fully support it. I fully support joking about anything at any time. There is no such thing as too soon. There is nothing like that. You can make a joke about anything. If people don't like it, then you don't like it. Somebody will like it. That's what jokes are. Not everybody's got to like it. If some people like it, then, hey, your joke worked. So if he was joking, then I fully support it. If it was a, a, an actual fear, then no. The, the, the stats don't back it up. There's nothing to be afraid of. But at the same time, if it's just an actual fear, you know, for his own safety, I'm not going to come down on the guys like, you're a bigot or whatever. Like, the guy's afraid for his own safety. Calm down, right? People who are afraid for their own safety, you know, maybe sometimes they don't think so clearly. Okay, be charitable about it. Sometimes people are just, you know, they just blurt things out right like i i was at work today and then someone was coughing and i was like oh shit, do they have the coronavirus like, <laughs> they probably oh my god are you serious they what, what's the likelihood that they just because they're coughing very very it's just it's just an unfounded fear right but you could see okay you're just you're just afraid you know it's just it's a gut reaction fine i i i would be charitable and say he's not a bigot just being like unreasonably paranoid yeah which a lot of people are 
it's a scary story. A lot of people are reacting to it in unreasonable ways. Not all of these people are bigots. They're just uneducated and reacting irrationally. Hey, that happens. Is it ideal? No. Are you a bigot because you're uneducated about something? You're reacting irrationally to you know a pandemic? No. So I'm not gonna say that in this instance. That's close, but I'm not gonna say it. I didn't hear the. I didn't hear the segment. You know? Yeah. Well, you have to have like satellite radio in order to. Yeah, and I don't do satellite radio. It's like, how do you even? Why the hell would I? <laughs> I'm not like 60 years old. <laughs> Who even does satellite radio? Boomers. That's it. I I stream everything. I, I YouTube everything. A big story right now in Washington is well, other than all the other stuff that's going on, but there's a House committee talking about Ticketmaster and StubHub and pricing oh, policies. Yeah, I saw that. And they they had a hearing with the six major ticketing companies because of just a lot of complaints from lawmakers and the public about online ticketing that the fees are high and it's hard to get tickets and it's like mm-hmm. why is that and you know of course they call up the heads of these companies so it's like yeah. okay explain yourself you know what's going on and right i don't know if there's like any easy answer to that if it's just are they actually trying to not have bots and well, you this know, is very relevant because everybody was trying to get BTS tickets and affected that. Yeah. I mean, do we think it was really hard to get tickets or did, was the experience okay? Like, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell compared to compared to what, you know, like, I don't know a time that was different. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of the complaints people have is that all the tickets are sold out and then now they have to pay more on the secondary market, right? That's a lot of the complaint. Yeah. But I mean, isn't this just, that's not the fault of the Ticketmaster, really. That's just the, that's their pricing, stru- you know, that's the pricing structure, right? I, I, well, I guess in a sense it could be labeled their fault, but I don't think it's malicious and I don't think they're negligent in this, this, this regard. Basically, they price the tickets a certain way and they sell out. Now, you could say, well, why do you price the tickets in a way that they sell out? So, but, but then you're arguing that t- tickets should cost more, right? Or they should be more dynamic in pricing. Mm-hmm. For instance, in San Francisco, they should cost a lot more than they do uh, in Tampa. That's what you're arguing for, right? Which I argue for. I think that should be the case, right? Yeah. But what I think what the issue is here is that, number one, a lot of the problem is scalpers and stuff using bots to buy up, buy up tickets really quick. And then they sell it on the secondary market. People don't like that. Is that the fault of the Ticketmaster? No, I don't, I don't think that's their fault. And in fact, they do try, they do like with verified fan and things like that. They, tr- they try to combat things, that sort of thing. Bots. And there there is a lot of secondary checks that they do. Like yes. sometimes it's like, oh, yes. you can't log in. We'll send you a text. You enter the code. Right. And then Have you ever you tried to buy, buy tickets, tickets? You'll see that it, they do try to combat bots yeah. purchasing these things. Sometimes there's multiple steps before right. you can buy a ticket. But the root of the problem is that the tickets are not sold at their optimal price. They're sold. Here's the thing. Tickets are sold at a price, and this is intentional. I always say, maybe you guys should just price the tickets more appropriately. You should price it towards the market. They're not stupid. They know what the, they know what the market price of these tickets are. They know it's not the same in Tampa as it is in San Francisco. And yet, you know, they, they, they price it so that 
they price tickets to sell out. They know that they could probably fetch a more optimal price. That's a higher price for some of these tickets. And by the way, here's what optimal pricing looks like. If you have priced your tickets optimally, you won't sell out. Think about it. Why would you sell out if you priced it optimally? If you priced it optimally, if you sell out, that probably indicates the price is too low. Especially if you sell out quickly, right? You could have made more money selling at a higher price and selling maybe of slightly fewer tickets, but at a higher price point, you would have made more money. That's optimal pricing. They don't like to do that because it runs a risk of not selling out, and that has its own drawbacks. People don't like to see an A half-filled arena, right? Right, and artists love to say, "Oh, it's sold out." Yeah, artists show. love to say, "We sold out." And also, Ticketmaster and the artists love to be able to sell out a venue, sell out a tour months in advance, because guaranteed money months in advance. You could bank on that. You could say, "Well, this is how much money we have." It's not as comfortable to go all the way up to the date of the event. Yeah. And still have unsold tickets because you priced it correctly. Because you priced it correctly, if you priced it correctly, not all the tickets would have sold.、Uh, some would be unsold all the way up to the date of the event, and some would un- be unsold even after the date of the event. That's optimal. Pr- that's what optimal pricing looks like. Optimal pricing doesn't look like you sell out of everything in the first day, and yet all the concerts, a lot of the concerts you see, they sell, they sell out in the first day. That means they weren't optimally priced. They want to sell out on the first day. If they want to make more money, if they think they can make more money, here's what they do: they just their acts play in a larger venue, just like BTS is doing. They play in a larger venue. They sell more tickets. Scalpers will still buy a ton of them. They'll still, you know, make a token effort to try to stop it. But in honesty, I'm not sure that they even really, really try to stop it. It's not that much of a concern to them. They get the money either way. Whether a, whether a verified fan buys this ticket at face value. Or a scalper buys it at face value; they get the money at a very early date, and that's what they want. Ticketmaster. Well, well the、um, the COO of Ticketmaster was saying that the biggest challenge is just supply and demand. But no, it doesn't seem to、agree. me. I don't think. I don't agree because here's the thing. Here's it's not as supply and demand is not a challenge. Here's how you fix、uh, the supply and demand challenge.、Uh, I, for all of you who've taken economics, you know the answer here. It's very simple. You raise prices. You raise prices and you reduce demand. That's it. But I don't. My point is, I don't think that you buy a ticket. Not everything you buy is in demand. It's like just like BTS and Taylor Swift and like the couple of、true. big acts. Like、true. everything else, you can still get a ticket for. Right. That's true. And but the thing is, they know the varying demands, right? I mean, they don't. They're not psychic. They don't know everything to the you know to the nth degree or anything like that. But they know. You know, things have different prices. It's obvious they know comparatively which things have more demand than others. But supply and demand is never a problem. But you see, here they get to sell out a stadium, get their fixed amount early, get to say they sold out, get to claim that they didn't charge an arm and a leg for a ticket. Scalpers have to take on that burden of responsibility, right? But that's what that's what the market dictated that the ticket should cost. But they, but they see the ticketmaster doesn't have to, as as expensive as you think the tickets are in some markets, they're too cheap. How do I know they're too cheap? They sold out on day one. If something sells out on day one, it was too cheap. Even if you have sixty five thousand tickets and they all sell out in a single day, they were too cheap. They should have been priced higher. Ticketmaster doesn't want to be, 
They don't want to be accused of price. See, then they get criticism from regulatory committees and fans, etc. That why are you price gouging the people in the Bay Area? It's like because you guys can afford it. Yeah, that would be the correct way to price it. The demand is high. The disposable income is high. The supply is fixed. Obviously, the price should go up. If everything sells out within six hours, clearly the prices should have been higher. But they don't want to. They don't want to have higher prices because it's a bad look, and they're okay with the amount of money they're getting. And there's a certain amount of risk to pricing it higher too. And they're totally happy with letting the scalpers assume that risk. It's not even a problem. That's not hard to fix. It's an easy fix. I think that's why they prefer to have, you know, the LA dates for, for the Rose Bowl for BTS. They had two dates and then those, you know, sold out or almost sold out. And yeah. then they added the third one, but they didn't have like three dates starting out. They'd yeah. rather sell out two and then open the third one if needed. Yeah. They'd rather do it that way to demonstrate that right. there was enough demand. Right. So when they say supply and demand is a problem, supply and demand is not the problem. Like the prices that you're paying from the scalpers, you complain because you, you have to pay the scalpers a, a certain amount of money. And you think that in a world that doesn't have scalpers, then you just get to pay face value? No. <laughs> Things will always find a way to price themselves according to the market value. They will, there will always be some sort of black market. It will always, always try to... Things will seek their level, right? Things will seek to be priced correctly, accurately. Their mistake, quote-unquote mistake, is just not trying to price things optimally and accurately in the first place. And now it's up to the secondary market, aka the scalpers, to price things optimally. When you complain about the fact that a BTS ticket costs X amount of money from StubHub, the problem is... That is what a BTS ticket should cost, based on the supply and the demand. They are expensive things, apparently. That's not the way it is for every ticket. Like, I can see, there's other concerts where there's, there's practically no demand, and they don't sell out. And you know what you can do? You can just wait until the day of the concert, there's plenty of tickets left, and you can buy it for like half the face, face value, right? That's supply and demand driving the price in the other direction. You just don't like... You just don't like paying more, which is totally understandable. Nobody likes paying more. But unfortunately, this is just what it is. Probably the only people who can drive these prices down is BTS. They could do more dates. That's the only thing that will drive these prices down. Yeah. Everything and, and else. You said that there are some cities where there is less demand. So. Uh, yeah. And there's some cities where there's less demand. I bet you anything you could have gotten those tickets. Could have gone to the, the Dallas right. or. You know. Not, uh, I think Tampa. What did you say? Dallas Atlanta, and Atlanta. Orlando. Orlando, not Tampa, Orlando. Oh, and you said um, Landover. Landover, yeah, because it's a Wednesday. So these are your options. You that's, just have that's to work supply the and demand. Less demand was there. Right. Well, do you think high hidden fees was an issue? Or do you think it's pretty clear what it's going to cost? I don't think hidden fees is that much of an issue. I don't either. It's like, you know there's going to be well, yeah. some added Once on. Once you've bought tickets enough, you know what these fees are. They added something at the end. You know that. Yeah. You already know mentally to add it. Hopefully, you should. I feel like Congress thinks that's a huge issue. But it's like, okay, we don't think well, it's going to like quadruple the price or something at even the if end. The, <laughs> even if the fees were up front, then okay, whatever. Then they'd just be You're up like, front. Okay. So okay. So we're going to yeah. spend it anyway. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They think that's one of the bigger issues. Well, but I don't. But the thing is, like, how hidden are they before you hit confirm? 
Yeah, you're not. They're no showing one, you the full price. They didn't right? put a gun to your head. Yeah. And say, <laughs> I I mean I've I've clicked on things and then there was a an extra fee at the end and I said, well, where did this fee come from? And if it was too much for me or I felt like no, now it's not worth it. Then you know what? I didn't buy that thing. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear. No one's yeah. being like deceived. Or so anything. then don't buy that thing. If this fee push it over your budget or your limit, then. I don't know. Am I talking to five-year-olds now? Or the, the answer seems simple to me. I think this if is... If you're over five, you should probably know that that's the answer. This is one of those things consumers just complain about. And so then the yeah, okay. the, yeah. the company has to say, oh, yeah, we're taking that seriously. But okay. it's like, that, that's not really an issue. No. Like everybody who... I don't think so. ...is average intelligence knows it's like, it's going to be this cost. You know it by the end of the transaction. Right. But yeah, I don't think that's one of the issues that Congress needs to be caring about. It's not hidden. Hidden implies that you never know about it. Like it just shows up on your credit card statement one day. That's not what it is. It showed up in the cart before you hit confirm. And it's like, okay, it sucks. It's not right away that you know about that extra part, but you know it before the end. This is just one of those issues where Congress likes to bring people before them and testify yeah like sometimes i think that's just completely pointless like what's the point of them talking about it and then congress people like those people don't understand the industry they looked into it for like half a day and they just like to act like they've done something yeah it's like i fought for you guys for ticket prices right but there's no problem here the tickets are they they the system happens the way Ticketmaster wants the way the artists want well, another point that was brought up is that Ticketmaster, they had merged with Live Nation in 2010. At that time, they were separate companies. Now they're one company, and together they control like 80%. Oh, people are saying it's a monopoly, but that doesn't hold water because they, Ticketmaster and Live Nation, they sell, a, they sell at a price that tends to sell out. And then the pricing is then taken over by a market, StubHub, etc., right? SeatGeek. It's not competition that creates these high prices. It is the free market pricing something accurately. That's what's creating the high prices. The prices should be high. That's why they're high. You want a system, if you want the prices to be lower, you want a system that has artificially low prices. Now, are there systems that have artificially low prices? Yes. But I'm sorry to tell you that this is not probably not going to be one of them. Number one, we live in a generally free market society. And there's no reason for this to buck that trend. Why would this have artificially low prices? No, I don't think it would. It just it just wouldn't. I think we just have Congress involved because there's individuals that don't like what those prices are. And they're like, there's something unfair about all this. Yeah, but yeah, it's just some, some noisy people complaining about it. But again, it's not like the biggest deal, right? It's just concert tickets. It's not like... It's not like medicine or anything like that. So it's uh, there's just not going to be a lot of backing behind changing this thing. So they're just they're just barking up the wrong tree if they think that some congressional committee is going to lower concert prices because concert prices are they're they're priced very accurately because they're subject to the free market. If you if your if your ticket is expensive, it's because it's because they they should be expensive. Maybe that's not what you want to hear, but that's what it is. Update from YG about what their plans are for 2020. They are planning a new girl group for second half of 2020. It's already March almost. Right. So this group must be like almost ready to go. 
So that's crazy. I guess they're trying to have like an an itsy like a like a new girl group that's gonna. Well, <laughs> I mean, I won't say that much about this except what everybody else has said, which is how the hell they can, how the hell can they have a new girl group? They're not even supporting the one they have, but maybe they have a different angle on it. It's not girl crush. It's something else. But even that, they don't do anything. It's hard to it's hard to see them supporting this group. I feel like YG has a lot of big plans, but I don't see a lot of action right. so far. <laughs> well, hopefully it's going to come out and they're just going to have a flood of activity. Hopefully we can, you can, you can just, you know, think positive thoughts, you know, going forward. They, they're just going to, they're just going to support every group properly. Yeah. You can, you can think those positive thoughts, but there's nothing in their past that was suggested is going to happen. We do know Winner has an album that they are almost finishing up with, so that should be another yeah. comeback soon. Blackpink supposedly was going to come back in March, but this might be delayed for various right. reasons, which I don't know if related to coronavirus or not, but might be later on than March. Well, either way, I look forward to it. And um, Big Bang, as you know, is booked for Coachella. And yeah. Apparently they have other unspecified activities planned after that so yeah i think you never know i mean all you can do it's easy to rag on yg and just say what are you doing we have no faith in you but the reality is you can't do anything about it either way all you can do is hope that they'll do it that's it that's all you can do i mean i hope they are just getting back on track and that this is not just like optimism this is actually happens i mean i hate to say that that's all you can do is just try to think positive thoughts. It's not my way either because usually I'm not that type of person. Usually, like for instance, when it comes to like sports teams or whatever, and if I, I like a sports team and they suck, I, I can I, I only want to dwell on the negatives and the hatred. I'm like, why are you sucking? All this, you know, this is my issue with, I, uh, you know, I just dwell on my hatred of my favorite sports. I hate, I hate my favorite sports teams more then I love them, I think. I just I just all have burning hatred for their failures. Like you just want them to do things the right way yeah. and <laughs> And I just dwell on I just dwell on what they're doing wrong. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm total I'm a total hypocrite. But it's the same thing. So if you're a fan of YG, I could totally forgive you if you just want to hate on them. Try just hoping for better results. Will that produce better results? No. <laughs> Like you hoping for it and putting positive energy out in the universe isn't going to produce anything better either. But I don't know. Maybe you feel it just makes you feel better. Maybe it'll make you age less. Okay. So maybe just try that. But needless to say, I don't have high hopes for uh, anything YG does. I don't think that uh, they'll support this new group. I don't think they'll support their current groups and uh, or even keep people out of jail. It feels like some more yg related people are going to jail so that's what's happening with them too bad because they have a lot of talent under the label thank you to our guest morgan you can find bts happy hour on apple podcasts spotify google play stitcher podbean iHeartRadio, and youtube new episodes weekly please comment review or rate on the podcast platform you're using Follow us on Twitter, at OurBTS. Until next time, this has been the BTS Happy Hour. Thanks for listening, and remember, make every hour a happy one.